0: A lot of us Asian parents, I think, we grew up learning how to parent from our parents and they were very much into just like results, results. How important are especially academic results today for our children?
1: Choice of school, I think for parents is one of the most important decisions that they make in their lives. And often parents are just guided by raw academic results. They're sort of one benchmark of a school success, but I don't think they are the big, broader picture. Now, it'd be easy for me because because I am a principal of GIS to just say yes academic results are the be all and end all so as a marketing tool I could say yes but it is more than that I think we need to look at that broader context and what I say to parents when they are they are bringing their children into school for the first year if your child took the whole journey with us they would have 15 years of education and they would leave and graduate in twenty. 35. Now it's really hard to get your your head around 2035. We do not have a clue what the world will look like even next year. So I think in education what we need to do is prepare our kids for an ever-changing world. And it's not just raw results, it's the skills which will enable them to succeed in this ever-changing world. So for me the key skills are things like critical thinking, communication, teamwork, resilience, public speaking, creativity. We try to balance this all out in terms of a skills-based curriculum, but also we are conscious of the fact that results are important. They are a benchmark. They are a passport into further education. But interestingly, increasingly now, employers are looking beyond raw results. They're looking at a broader skill set. They're looking at a wider portfolio. They're looking at students and young adults who can succeed in this ever-changing world. So yes, results are important, but that is not the only thing that you should be looking at within... The education at school.
0: But I think as parents, we do though, right? A lot of parents, especially, I don't know about Western parents, but Asian parents, that's like, if you're like at 99%, like, where's the other 2%, you know, you could have done better. You're a little bit careless with this question. Are we pushing our kids too much in that sense? Well,
1: that's another interesting thing, you know, this this 100% and this obsession with 100%. One thing I would say is this, if your child is constantly getting 100%, they're not being challenged, that the test is probably too easy for them. For me as an educationalist, what we should be doing is challenging our students in a safe environment. And challenge is not getting 100% all the time. It's making mistakes, learning from those mistakes and developing and growing. So that obsession with 100%, I think is is to me, it's not that that important. It is the journey, the educational journey. It's the mastery of the subject. Okay, if you you can master something and you're getting 100% all of the time, you surely should be challenged to do something that you at the moment can't do well, that you struggle with. And that to me again is the purpose of education. If you're talking about pushy parents, the key thing here is the engagement between the school and the parental body. So that we're all singing off the same hymn sheet. John Hattie who was one of the world's leading educationalists said one of the biggest factors in a child's success is this triangle between the home, the student, and the school and making sure that it's it's in sync and that the parents are communicating all the time with the school is communicating all the time with the parents, and then expectations are set and the child can progress.
0: I know of a parent who whose child is only eight years old. Um, and she's doing music and dance and um, all these other enrichment classes plus tuition and extracurricular activities. Like, are these after-school programs, are they important? when it comes to our child's overall development?
1: Absolutely, but uh, you know I think everything about education should be based around the concept of broad and balanced. So a broad and balanced curriculum and a broad and balanced life is based on a a set of different principles. So in that broad and balanced needs to be sleep, relaxation, family time, downtime. but also there needs to be time spent on the academics, which are very, very important, but time spent on the extracurricular, co-curricular. I mean at our particular school we have 200 CCAs, 200 extracurricular uh, activities. And what we do is we encourage our students to you know, do as best as they possibly can academically, set themselves targets academically. In the extracurricular programme, step outside of the comfort zone, do something that you've never done before. Now, as we were talking about earlier, before we went on air, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a footballer, I love football. Uh, And I used to play football all the time at school, but school also encouraged me to do different things like rock climbing or, you know, scuba diving or to get involved in service learning, help out people less fortunate in the community. So doing those kind of things, which are stepping outside of the comfort zone, give a balance to your life and also build up that skill set, that 21st century skill set that that I was talking about so it, it is broad and balanced and again I think the engagement of the parents with schools would help the parents understanding what broad and balanced actually means for a child to be doing their homework at 12 o'clock at night, getting up and doing some extra homework before they go to school, there's going to be a burnout there. The well-being has to be focused as being something which is really, really important here.
0: Well, obviously, as parents, we just want the best for our kids in any field, right? Whether it's academics or whatever that they're good at. But how much is too much when it comes to pushing them towards that passion and towards that goal?
1: The word pushing, really, I mean, all parents have got expectations of Their children. I think it's if we didn't, we wouldn't be good parents. We have expectations, but I think we need to have realistic expectations and we need to to temper that that, that, those those expectations around that broad and balance that I talked about. So when pushing is too much, I think it impacts on the well-being significantly of the child. And you would start to see the negatives. You know, you would start to see, you know, see deprivation, you would start to see different character traits uh, arising in the child. So I think it's really important for a parent and the school to keep a close eye. Now, children do need to be pushed. They do need to be setting academic targets, but that needs to be balanced within the relaxation, uh, within the, the sport, the exercise, the creativity, etc. And then just look for the telltale signs. You often see, see the telltale signs around the key external examinations. Uh, when, when students are preparing for those those final examinations. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, they're trying to cram, they're trying to get through uh, revising all of the work so that they can do the best they possibly can in the final examinations. And I think at that particular time, it's really important to have those conversations, to make sure as parents that we are are keeping a close eye because it can become seriously counterproductive. Too much becomes too little in terms of the final result, if you know what I mean. much that they overprepare and that there's, there's too much in here that they can't get it out on the final paper.
0: On the flip side though, how do we know if we are not encouraging or expecting enough of our children?
1: So again, I've been fortunate enough to be in good schools where I think a lot of data is collected. So for example, in our in our secondary school, the support the students get uh, it's not just from the classroom teacher, it's from their academic tutor, who would meet them in the morning, would have conversations with, with each of the students individually about their academic performance, about their extracurricular involvement, and about their well-being. And they would have those regular conversations and, you know, they would look at the, how they were doing in each subject area, they would have a close contact with each of the different subject teachers, they would look at areas where there may be underperformance, and work with the students in order to try and iron those things out. If necessary, that would involve an engagement with the parent. So that regular support inside of school, it gives you the the clear picture about whether there is too much pushing or not enough pushing for mm. of that particular child um, and what could be what could be done
0: have you had an experience with a parent who just left it all to the school and didn't want to get involved
1: yes we have not can here. you
0: share with us an incident.
1: when i was at west island school which is uh, the school I, I alluded to back in hong kong we had a few students who it wasn't necessarily on the academic side it was just the issues arose it was just that the parents were what were known as latchkey parents that basically they let the children went to school in the morning, uh, locked up the house, came back in the evening, opened, and the parents were never there to engage with the students. There was a particular girl who was, it was in my tutor group. All she really wanted was the kind of home support, the grounding that she could have at home, have the conversations with her mother and father about what was going on during the day, and that she started to develop some fairly serious well-being issues. And, uh, you know, I, I worked with her as a non-specialist in counselling areas, but uh, she liked to have a chat with me in the morning. We had a good school counsellor who worked with her. We brought the parents in and tried to engage the parents in in, in this particular communication. And it worked for a little while. You know, they understood what the impact this was having on their child. And it worked for a little while. And then they went back to their own own ways. And it was just like a reoccurring Situation, And unfortunately for that child, I mean, the child did reasonably well at school, but the- her only real grounding was school. Uh, and that's coming to school was where she got mm. all of her support, 100% of her support. It shouldn't be like that. It should be that triangle. But she came to school and that was her safe haven. Mm-hmm. That was a safe environment. And that was where she could get the support that she needed. And unfortunately, because she wasn't getting the right type of support at home, her well-being, her um, mental stability was impacted by that.
0: Now, as an educator, Robert, what would your advice be then to parents who are still looking at academic excellence for their children and only academic excellence?
1: So my advice would be it's not just academics. If you're looking at results, it's value added. What is the value that the school adds to those results by the kind of support systems they have in place? And we do a number of benchmark tests to actually show predicted grades for students and what they actually gain in terms of their education in the school. So I would say it's not just purely raw academic results, it's value added, but it's also about developing, as I've mentioned, a well-rounded 21st century global citizen who can survive and thrive in this ever-changing world. And this is based on a skill set which is not just about those academic subjects that they do in the school if you just relied on the academic subjects and did nothing else they would not be prepared for the 21st century they would not be prepared for the next five years 10 years etc and increasingly what i would say as well universities are looking at a much bigger picture than just academic results now and certainly employers are looking at that skill set they're looking at a skill set they're looking at a uniqueness about the type of challenge that's coming through education. And it's, it's those things that I think that I mentioned at the beginning, critical thinking, resilience, teamwork, collaboration, all of that comes from what is known as a holistic education, a broad and balanced education that I talked about. Mm. So involvement in student leadership is really important. Being involved in creativity and action Sport is really important, and exercise, because it's a life skill that we need to carry on as we go into our adulthood. Being able to work in teams to be able to public speak, and that's, I think, a really important skill in our current world.